This is the Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in, roadies. It's another episode of the Fantasy Road Show with your hosts. My name is Ryan. This is Mike. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker at Coles underscore Sports. Follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. Follow us on YouTube. Check us out. Videos are up. Um, uh, YouTube.com slash Sports Ethos. Mike, we're talking divisional breakdowns today. How you feeling? Good. Uh, talking NFC beast. Um, a little teaser for maybe later on sometime. Our first ever recording um, <laughs> when we were kind of going through trial runs was a NFC East breakdown oh. in Philadelphia at Chickies and Pete's across from Lincoln Field, um, the link. And um, we will release it someday. Um I, However, I was thinking about maybe even today. put a little put a little snippet in the beginning of this uh, episode of us in Philly. Yeah, we did uh, trying some cheese steaks. three different cheesesteaks. We had some beverages and really uh, went all out. <laughs> just and a, only was, just a few, just a few yeah, beverages. <laughs> there may be there may be a situation in the future where we release our first ever recording that included. Um, you know, first time in Philly, some beverages, some cheesesteaks. The vibes were good. Uh, what were we'll we drinking? That. We were drinking um, Yingling. Uh, Yingling. Yeah. I had a, a few too many Yinglings during that recording. But yeah, that's fun throwback there, Mike. Uh, that was um, that was a nice trip down memory lane, yeah. even though that was not too long ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll tease that. We'll, if the, the people want it eventually, the roadies, the roadies want it. And we, uh, we'll, we'll tease that for somewhere down the road, though. Yeah, we even had a special guest on that one, right? We had the, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, well, enough about that. Um, we are here today talking NFC East. Uh, and without further ado, I say let's just jump right in, Mike. Magalama, baby. <laughs> I like what you did there. That was a nice little. The NFC beast um yeah i got philadelphia eagles 13 and 4 dallas cowboys 12 and 5 new york giants 10 and 7 washington redskins 2 and 15 <laughs> yeah um you know just like what we were talking about with the, the nfc west um i feel like this is just kind of how it seems like it's going to play out you know the eagles should win the division. I have them at 14-3, and three, uh, exactly what they did last year with the same type of record. Um, and the Cowboys, I have them at 11-6, and six, uh, coming in second, most likely making the playoffs. And uh, I have the Giants um, at 8-9, and nine, and I have the Commanders at 3-14. and 14. So just one more win than you, and then I'm projecting the Giants to be a little bit worse. But the exact same order, uh, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, um, I'd be yeah. curious to see what what Vegas says on Commanders finishing yeah. last and Eagles finishing first. I'm curious. Yeah. So um, honestly, I was shocked to see these win totals. Um, so I'll tell you exactly why here in a second. So um, let me go to. So the win totals here was um, we had Eagles at 11 and a half, Cowboys at 10 and a half, Giants were at seven and a half wins. Uh, that number mm. shocked me. Um, you do have men eight and nine, and I was considering putting them a little bit worse. Um, I just like, and then the Redskins were at six and five. So <laughs> for me, like, I, I think the Giants got a little bit better. Like, I think they're trying to, you know, you add Waller, you Saquon's there, you pay. Like, I just feel another like another year with, with uh, Dayball. Another year with Dayball. Like, yeah, I mean, did they just wildly outperform last year? And that's why it's at 70. I don't know what the drop off for that seven and a half number is. Um, I mean, was there that much of a change in their? defense I, I really just i don't know that was shocking to me um 
Yeah. So I could see them, you know, being that nine and eight team. I think they could potentially see te- three teams in the playoffs from this division. I mean, uh, the rest of the football, the NFC isn't that sexy to me. So I think this is the best team, in the the best division in that, in that conference. Um, but yeah, minus 135 is Eagles to win the division. Um, but the number that I like significantly more is the Redskins minus 165 to get last place. Mm. Um, I just think that they're bad. They're going to be one of the you know worst teams this year and be yeah. in competition with the Cardinals for and the Bucks for that you know number one, number two um, spots where it looks like you know Caleb May. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. just right there. Uh, so I don't know. What are your uh, What do you think there? Um, well, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think that what stands out to me is the Commanders one at minus one something. You said one sixty or one sixty five. It's uh, I like those odds. Um, um, it's kind of looks like free money to me because I just think the Commanders are far, far, the, far along the worst team in this division. Um, yeah. I, I like the Giants, but I just don't see them winning more than eight games. And, I mean, the Cowboys and the Eagles, that's who I'm really looking to see duke it out this year. So, uh, But, yeah, yeah that, that one stands out to me. I, I think I'd be willing to make that bet at, as the uh, commanders finishing last in the division. Yeah, that, I agree. So I, another interesting one, which, you know, there's so much to play out, but you can do the exact order of what the division finishes in. And if you go Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, then it's uh, plus 300. And again, I just, that, that number isn't like, I don't think it's big enough that I would get excited about it because I think that the Cowboys and the Eagles could flip. Um, I don't think that, I think the Giants and Redskins are pretty firm down there at three and four. I was surprised to see seven and a half wins for the Giants and six and a half for the Redskins. That number, A, being so close and being so low for the Giants. So, again, I feel like they got better. Um, so, I think they get over that number, but you never know. It's such a crazy season. Um, our projections at the beginning of the year typically, um, you know, think crazy stuff happens so it, i don't yeah. I, I don't know what to say there but yeah let's talk yeah. Let's, let's talk eagles real quick um not real quick we should probably <laughs> early talk about the eagles as you know they are one of the more exciting uh, offenses they are the most exciting offense in the nfc or in the nfc period if you ask me but um yeah i mean hurts let me let me ask you real quick before we dive into the Eagles. Do you see them making it to the Super Bowl again this year? Um, I mean, and like as much your as beloved Bills. As much as I want to say no, um, I would probably say yes, just because I don't believe in the 49ers quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to kind of be something that they're distracted with all year. Uh, and really that's their only competition in my mind. I mean, Cowboys could clip them, you know, Cowboys, I think are going to be really good and they can, anything can happen once two division rivals who've already played each other twice, see them for the third time in the playoffs. Like, yeah, they're going to have to go into Philadelphia to win that game. Um, so I'm really not as confident in that part, but, um, yeah, I think the, I think the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Bills, Eagles, Bills win it all. Um, I actually had that number last year at thirty to one, but um, you know we could see what I, I could see that being the case here um, yeah. this year. So um, yeah, Jalen Hurts thirty seven hundred and a half passing yards, uh, twenty one and a half passing touchdowns, and eight and a half interceptions. Uh, they also have his number at 700 and a half rushing yards and uh, nine and a half rushing touchdowns. So that's the number I was going to be curious to hear. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he finished what 13 last year. Yeah. So 31 total touchdowns. They have a mat between passing and, and, uh, and rushing 37 mm-hmm. and a half is a lot of passing yards. So, um, you know, that bodes well for, 
for AJ Brown, for Devonta Smith, you know, Dallas Goddard's there too. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of the same with their receivers. You know, I don't separate AJ Brown and Devonta that much. Um, Vegas does project AJ Brown to be a thousand yard receiver with 75 and a half catches, 10, 50 and a half receiving yards and seven and a half touchdowns. Um, so, you know, that's promising. And then you got Devonta at 929 and 80 and a half catches. So more catches, 925 and a half yards and five and a half touchdowns. So, um, yeah, those are pretty similar numbers there. I mean, I view them as kind of the same receiver. Um, so, you know, from ADP, I, I see myself going Devonta more than, you know, I like, just like different receivers in that range where AJ's going, but yeah. yeah. Um, receiver room should be pretty cut and dry. Same story as last year. You know, it, to me, it's really that, and even Goddard, same numbers, 60 to 60 catches, 700 yards, four touchdowns. That's like Dallas Goddard's yeah. year. Um, but you know, the big talking point, the big question mark here for the Eagles is going to be, um, what does this running back room look like? So I'm going to kick it over to you. And so what do you think right now today that Eagles running back room looks like? Um, are you targeting anyone over, you know, just tell, give me the whole rundown on Eagles. Yeah. Running back. So my, if you would have asked me this a week ago, I would be much more confident in my answer but my head is in like a fucking tornado with the Eagles backfield. Like, I don't know what to think at the moment because of the, some of the stuff that you recently shared with me about um, the ascension of uh, Kenneth Gainwell, how he seems like he's going to be RB one there. If you're listening to what they're saying, then it, you, you must believe that Kenneth Gainwell is the guy. Um, and Deandre Swift is used strictly as a third down back. And uh, Rashad Penny is, uh, completely uh, uh, being in the, you know, disregarded right now in the, in the depths of the running back room. So um, currently as of right now, I have to believe what the teams are saying, what the team is talking about with Kenneth Gainwell. And if he's legit, um, am I going to draft him? Probably he's going late. I mean, we just did a mock him in the 13th. I think after this news and after what we're hearing, he's, his ADP is going to rise quite a bit. I mean, you would, you would think it would have to, um, but I was never really big on DeAndre Swift. The Eagles don't really pass the ball to the running backs, and I just didn't think he would be a good fit for them. Uh, early on, I was big on Rashad Penny, but uh, he hasn't been getting good reviews or good good uh, news no news notes from uh, camp. So uh, I've recently cooled my jets on Rashad Penny, and um, I just don't know what to think of this running back room. Um, I, I'm not sure. You know, where, what's your gauge? Um, so I think the person to own. I think the most production I, is still going to come from DeAndre Swift. Um, he is a super talented runner, um, and I think he's going to make some huge plays basically all year. I mean, he had a really one really great run in the preseason game. That's still one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, they run the ball so well, that rushing attack so good, and he's so talented. So I think Swift yeah. is going to be the big play guy. He's going to have the most production in the backfield. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, all along I've always said that I really like Gainwell. He knows the offense. He is really all they need. That's why they let Miles Sanders go. And then, of course, you were able to get Penny and Swift at such low value that it makes sense to add them. But I think mm -hmm. they were ready to move forward with – Gainwell, Boston Scott kind of offense and maybe try to add someone in there like a penny to, you know, maybe strike gold there. But they like to run three backs. Uh, we saw it last year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Gainwell knows the offense. He just won a Super Bowl with them. Quite frankly, he was used quite a bit in that playoff run. You know what I mean? So um, that doesn't really surprise me at all. Um and I still think we're going to see more about what happens um, here towards uh, these next couple of weeks of camp. So Gainwell's at great value because of how late he's going. Um, and it's really not all that surprising to me. Um, you know, you've heard me say that in the past that like 
Gainwell is going to have a role. He's he's just he's knows the offense and he's had success there. So um, yeah, well, it, it turns out when you win a Super Bowl with the team, uh, it, they remember and it means a lot. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I, and I, uh, actually, PFF has them graded as the best offensive line in football going into this year. So the best. Um, and they yeah. have the number two defense. They have a great defense behind them. So they're uh, they're going to be in games. I mean, their their forte last year was uh, outscoring teams through the first two quarters, first half of the game, and then you know, kind of sitting back and and uh, holding on to that lead throughout the rest of the game. So we'll see if that's yeah. uh, their their mode uh, of this uh, season. So I don't know. They're yeah, just going to be a really good team. You know. Yeah. Quite frankly, they also have the most unstoppable play in football um <laughs> third fourth short the booty short scooting game, short yeah that is unstoppable i mean in complete unstoppable force that that play you literally can't defend it so um yeah yeah they're not they're an awesome team i don't really have anything to say about goddard i 60 704 yeah. end of story yeah, um, and I mean, I mean, it'll be the same with. Uh, I agree with Devonta and AJ Brown. Devonta's probably going to catch more, catch more balls, uh, but AJ is going to score more touchdowns, and that's what it's going to be. But it's definitely one A AJ Brown to one B Devonta, and I mean, you could Devonta Devonta could easily have a better year this year. Man, he's a really really talented wide receiver, huh? Yeah. He's yeah, getting he, better. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's exactly as he as the years go on, he's going to get better at football. And I, I mean, you you might see uh, an even better statistical season than he had last year. So, yeah, I'm not shocked if I see Devonta surpass AJ Brown this year or in the near future. I just think he's outstanding. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm good on the Eagles. If you are, I don't know if you wanted to talk Goddard or you just kind of. Um, ready to get into the Cowboys, but to me, there's not much else to talk about there. No, no, I, I, I like Goddard as a tight end, but again, like we've mentioned, uh, at the, the range he's being drafted, I'm just probably not going to have him on a lot of my teams. So, uh, but yeah, let's get into the Cowboys, uh, America's we football the boys. Um, you know, they, they're probably going to have the most primetime games, uh, the most you'll, you'll see them the most on Sundays, uh, like every year, uh, Jerry Jones is a great owner and businessman. So, uh, but yeah, man, the Cowboys are going to be good. They have, uh, a top five offensive line. They have a top five defense. Um, you know, digs on defense looks like just a ball hawk, man, you know, and, uh, he's making it tough for uh, Dak Prescott in the camp. So, um, the biggest knock on the Cowboys last year, uh, Dak's efficiency, uh, he led the league in interceptions and only played a handful of games, like 12 games or something. So, um, he's definitely gonna be working on his, uh, accuracy and his, uh, being more careful with the football, but is that going to make him play more timid? You know, that's what I'm afraid of is, uh, that he's trying to focus too much on not making mistakes rather than, uh, gunslinging like he's used to. But, um, that's just my piece on Dak. Uh, I do like where he's being drafted, though. He's still at a decent price to where uh, if I punt at the position, I can grab him later on and feel comfortable as my quarterback one. Yeah. Beat him, boys. Um, <laughs> 38.75.5 uh, is his over-under with passing. Okay. He slings it, man. Uh, 26.5 touchdowns and 12 and a half interceptions. So those are his numbers. Um, I like Dak as a fantasy quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he like, it's probably good enough to win a Super Bowl if the team's that good around him, which they're starting to potentially get there. I mean, listen, you can win games with defense and you win game in, games in the trenches. Um, and that seems like how the, that's how the Cowboys are building their team right here. So you have enough skill in that offense that like they're one of the teams in the NFC that I could see um, certainly, um, you know, making it to the Super Bowl uh, and then seeing what happens there. But um, yeah, yeah. I um, like one, one thing I did want to one thing I wanted to add in about the Cowboys to make sure you guys understand is. 
Uh, Kellen Moore is out of town. Kellen Moore went to uh, the Chargers uh, as the offensive coordinator. So it seems like Mike McCarthy is going to be taking over play calling. I don't know how that's going to affect this offense. But, you know, one thing about the Cowboys is they scored a lot of points. I think they had um, 10 fewer points than the Eagles last year. Uh, like they scored a ton of points uh, against their opponents. So, you know, to me, um, that seems like a downgrade at the play caller position. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard's backfield for right now. Um, we see his rushing yards at 975 and a half, um, eight and a half touchdowns. Um, I mean, those are strong numbers. Like if it's his backfield, he, and that behind that line and how explosive and big play, um, Pollard is, I think you can see, you know, a thousand yard rushing season and, you know, 10 touchdowns certainly. So that'll be interesting. I, I still think they bring in Zeke. Um, once he realizes he doesn't have a job and he's not worth what he thought he was on the open market, maybe, um, comes back to Dallas and tries to win a Super Bowl there. So, uh, that would yeah. be the best, that would be the logical best decision in my mind, but you know, it's Zeke's mind and I don't know where he feels, uh, he's at right now with the team. If he feels, you know, he was moved on, then that's the case. Um, yeah. Tony Pollard, man, um, he was RB eight last year with less than 200 carries and less than 40 receptions. Yep. Like, I think that goes up. So top 10 season uh, is definitely in the books for Tony Pollard. The great offensive line, like I said, um, you know, I just I hope they don't bring in Zeke and uh, little Deuce Vaughn looks pretty good in preseason. So, oh, little Deuce. Yeah. yeah. Little Deucey, yeah. little Deucey Vaughn. Huh? So yeah. uh, we'll see, man. Yeah. I mean, they like what they're seeing from the running backs in the backfield. Um, so I don't know. I'm hoping uh, Tony Pollard is the workhorse and. Will he be able to handle that big workload? You know, that's a lot of what skeptics uh, say that he can't do. So, I'm hoping that Deuce has like a awesome season and career with the Cowboys. Yeah. Like that's the second guy coming of uh, Darren Sproles, man. He's just one of those guys that I am rooting for. Um, I think the story with his dad is really cool. Um, oh yeah, and to see him succeed uh, for the Cowboys would be great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would be a little worried if Pollard got injured. Um, you know, Malik Davis is the backup Rico Dowdle. Uh, so, and I don't think, you know, even if they do bring in Zeke, I don't think he's good enough to carry that backfield himself. So they do need everyone healthy and things to go right for him this year. But you know, that's a good Pollard's a good guy to have, uh, leading that backfield. Um, I like, I, I want to have more, more of the conversation again about the receivers. So CD lamb outstanding, uh, had a great year last year, career numbers across the board. Um, but then you bring in Brandon cooks, who has just been solid and so, so good at so many different teams in his career. Um, I hope he still has the juice to provide that here in this offense. Cause he is a stud. Um, Vegas has CD 95 and a half receptions. 1100 and a half receiving yards and seven and a half touchdowns. Brandon Cook, 62 and a half receptions, 775 and a half um, receiving yards. So, you know, they're projecting him to have a huge impact. That's could you see two thousand two one thousand yard uh, receivers here for the Dallas offense? I mean, I'm not saying no, you know. I'm, I'm going to come out and say yes, because oh! um, I love Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, I think with this being his fifth team in the last eight years and six of those years, he was a thousand yard receiver. If he has a fully healthy season, he's a thousand yard receiver. Dak like, Dak slings the ball and uh, Brandon Cooks is the best wide receiver, too, he's ever had. So well, this, um, it sounds like what? we got a Cowboys fan on our hands. <laughs> You know, I got family that are Cowboys fans. They're pretty big Cowboys fans, so they've, you know, influenced me somewhat. But, I, I, you know, the Cowboys score points. They're a great, prolific offense. And uh, with the exit of Dalton Schultz, 
um, the ascension of Jake Ferguson, whatever he may be. I think that just a lot of those Dalton Schultz targets go to Brandon Cooks. I mean, Ferguson could be wow. good, but I don't think um, I don't think he's going to be uh, competing very much for uh, for the high end of targets as uh, Cooks and C.D. Lamb. So um, I I wish I was higher on Cooks uh, drafting wise. Like there's a lot of other wide receivers around that range that I like over him, but I just think Cooks is a great NFL receiver and he's going to have a, another thousand yard year with another team. So not, yeah. So if you don't like anyone more than cooks now that you have him as a thousand yard receiver, <laughs> that's... Yeah, you know what? Let me, uh, let me, let, let's, let's play a little, let's have a little fun here real quick. Give me yeah. a second here. Let me I also want to, I, wa- I also want to say to uh, Shane O'Mac McCormick, uh, you got a new Shane. cowboy, you got a new cowboy uh, sheriff in town. I think Petey, <laughs> I think Petey's going to see the bears, uh, maybe not, not in the playoff picture and just fully jump on the cowboy span Yeah. Oh Yeah. He's going to try to bring the Polish sausage to Dallas. <laughs> what are you looking at right now? ADPs and uh, see I'm, who you're, who you're going to jump. Them yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking, a, I'm re I'm, yeah, I'm re looking at the, uh, the wide receiver rankings over here. And, you know, since I am confident that Brandon cooks will be a thousand yard receiver this year, like he always is. Um, I don't know how active in the, in the red zone he's going to be or how many touchdowns he's going to score. But with it being a thousand yard receiver, I think I'm willing to move him. I currently have him at 43, and that is way too low. Who do I feel comfortable putting him ahead of, and who do I need him behind? Um, Pickens and Williams. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, I would even put him behind Dotson. Um, I think I'm gonna definitely gonna put him in front of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Elijah Moore is someone who's so shifty that I don't know if I'm willing to put him Elijah Moore behind Brandon Cooks, um, but in front of Zay Flowers. So yeah, I think I'm gonna be moving JSN down and I'll be moving Brandon Cooks up to uh, the 34 spot. Live um, on the pod, we got live on the Brandon pod. Cooks jumping nine spots in rankings. Yeah, you I know, love it. it I love it. And, um, you gotta I make just, bold predictions and you gotta stick by them in your rankings. And honestly, like Cooks is someone that I've been all over his entire career. I've had him Yeah. Five you have. Had, You've it, been drafting uh, him like every draft I've seen every you single in, in season previous years. Yeah. 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 So I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna come around that much on Cooks. I really hope I do because I do love him and he's always been my guy. And last year was a little bit disappointing for me just because of I mean he just didn't do anything there in Houston but that team didn't in general so um, I need to just see a little bit more that he still has that pop and that you know that juice that that I is the reason why I've always loved him so um, yeah I'll revisit I'll just I'll say this I'll revisit looking at Cooks see how he looks in camp see how he's aging and uh make a decision there but i certainly think it's a great fit i mean cd is such a athletic awesome receiver that cooks is you know shiftiness and that kind of like he's it's almost like he's slot that plays outside you know he's like yeah he could just be used anywhere on the field and he's he's awesome so um yeah and then like where does gallup fit in there i'm not a big gallup guy i, I just kind of feel like I just kind of feel like he's already had his shot and didn't succeed. But hey, Vegas has him as 49 and a half uh, receptions, 600 and a half receiving yards, and four and a half touchdowns. Like Gallup can score touchdowns. Uh, maybe he is just a wide receiver three, and the, that, that wide receiver two role is too much for him, and he could be yeah. a big piece in this offense. I like the Cowboys, man. I have met 12 and five this year. Um, I could see them winning the division, but it's certainly going to be the Eagles and Cowboys duking it out all year. I can't wait to watch them play each other twice this year. Like I just, that's that's going to match up. I am looking forward to circling on the calendar. Uh, I will be watching the Eagles Cowboys matchups closely. So yeah. Do you have a calendar? 
I don't know. I don't have an I don't have an actual calendar, but I'll be putting it in my phone. I'll be putting it in the calendar on my phone. Yeah. All right. I don't have a physical (laughs) I don't have a physical calendar. (laughs) All right. Just just making sure. Um so yeah, that's uh Ferguson. I mean, he's exciting. Um is he gonna be fantasy relevant? Maybe. Uh Dak loves the streamable the Cowboys. Cowboys love developing tight ends. Yeah, I, I think streamable is very fair to say. So uh, that's the Cowboys. Cowboys Nation, you got a new fan. The fantasy trucker boys. is on fucking board, baby. <laughs> All right, let's go Giants. Uh, new York Giants. New York football Giants. The New York Giants. Yeah, man. Arguably um, the Daniel- worst arguably the worst field to play on in football is it really is that what they say yeah yeah hardest oh. turf all, those all right well hopefully that changes soon i know that the players are very loud and vocal about wanting grass and the nfl owners are like uh no fuck that but and then as soon as they say that soccer is going to come to america um to uh like do a little tour and some games and the soccer players are like oh we need grass the owners are like oh yeah no problem we'll get grass so yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. It's soccer. It's not football. Yeah. Yep. All right. So anyway, uh, Daniel Jones, man. Daniel Jones, um, one thing I want to say about him is he's he's a target of mine uh, in drafts if I miss out on the first five, six rounds uh, at that range. Um, I would love to grab Daniel Jones where he's being drafted. Uh, I don't know what the updated ADP. Uh, I know previously he's been outside the top 12, uh, and I'm definitely drafting him inside the top 12 at the position. Uh, I mean, we all know the upside about Daniel Jones. He finished as quarterback nine last year, over 700 yards rushing, seven rushing touchdowns, ranked third among quarterbacks. Like, And that was with Saquon having a fully healthy, dynamic season. So, uh, Mike, what do, what do you have to say about uh, Danny Dallas? Danny Dimes, um, everyone last year would give me shit when I was calling him Josh Allen 2.0. And uh, <laughs> uh, Danny Dimes is awesome. I've always liked him. Um, I just think that he's a solid quarterback, um, and he is a true dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, that's Saquon calls him White Vic. And um, <laughs> 3,200 and a half passing yards, 17 and a half touchdowns, eight and a half interceptions, um, and then 575 and a half on, the, on his feet is what Vegas has him at. I, I just think he's going to continue to grow and play, have good football games and be on an offense that's improving, on a team that's improving. Saquon to me is, you know, behind him and Bijan are – the two best running backs in the league throw McCaffrey in there as well. Um, you add Darren Waller, who is just a physical monster and he Freak. could be, a, you know, he, he could be featured in this offense. Um, if he's as good as he has looked in the past and can be, then he's going to be a huge part of this offense, which will open up things with hopefully one of those receivers. So yeah, I like the giants. Um, I think they could have a good year, make the playoffs kind of like last year. So um, they would be, to me, the third playoff team in this division. I think it happens. So that's how I feel about the Giants. Uh, I do like where Jones is getting drafted, willing to draft him on my team, but I'd probably go two quarterbacks at that point, which I don't typically like to do. But, yeah, it's Daniel Jones. He's going to have some games where defenses step up and shut him down. His arm can't really bail him out that well. It's more his legs doing that. So uh, if you can contain him, he will put up bad fantasy games. But, um, you know, he's drafted at a nice at a nice area. You can go out and get Daniel Jones and Rodgers or something like that. And I think that's a, you know, great quarterback room. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to list <laughs> off the wide receivers here. And you tell me who's worth drafting, if at all. None Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> any Anybody no. are you willing to draft in the last round, say round 18? No Giants receivers have been drafted. Are you even going to look their way? 
No, um, not unless I hear something in the next couple of weeks that says Paris Campbell is playing out of his mind um, and looks great. But that would be the only person that I look towards. I know there's some Hodgins stuff out there, and I'm just not on. Uh, it's hard for me to draft a wide receiver that I don't think is athletic, and he kind of is that to me. So yeah. Saquon, I'll draft him every chance I get. Daniel Jones, sure. Um, if I miss on one of those, you know, if everyone's stretching at quarterbacks early on, then sure, maybe. Um, and then Darren Waller, probably not. Um, yeah, if so. Waller falls uh, enough in ADP, if you know, if you're sitting there and he's enough people have passed up on him, and it'd be hard to pass him up. But where he's being drafted currently, it's just hard. It's hard yeah, to yeah. passing up on those other guys. Yeah, people are reaching. Someone falls in love. Someone loves him this year and always reaches for him. Or like, you know, he's never he's never there at, at, at like what tight end seven or eight after Goddard and Kittle, and he's, he yeah. just typically gets reached on. So it's because he has yeah, a high he has a high ceiling, right? He's yeah, but it's been a while, probably going like, to be the number one receiving target for that team. Yeah. So I don't know. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's good on the giants. Uh, are you pretty happy with that? Yeah. I mean, Anything draft Saquon. Uh, what I want to yeah, add is Saquon. draft Saquon. He's yeah. and then, my uh, RB2. Missed, He's my RB2. He is awesome at, at, at football. Um, he had an amazing year last year and he's going to have a better year this year. That's just where he's at in his career. Um, it's got a yeah. lot to, if, got a lot to prove. If you guys aren't aware, he has uh, incentives this year. He gets $1 million this year. If he eclipses 1300 yards, 11 touchdowns and 65 receptions, which if I'm not mistaken, he did all of that last year. Oh, except yeah, receptions. He, he only had 57, but he needs 65. So. Yeah, he'll do it again. Um, he's going to eclipse all three of those, get an extra three mil. Um, so, yeah, I draft Saquon 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about All the right. Redskins. Ah. The Commanders, Mike, not the Redskins. Redskins. No, the Redskins. Well, I don't know. Dude, um, didn't you tell me weeks ago that they were supposed to be coming out with a new name? Like, like they're supposed to be I debuting we a new name ownership. soon? Yeah, ownership yeah. was going to change the name back to the Redskins, which they still will. Um, really? So, go Redskins. No, but there is a petition for them. <laughs> There's a petition come with back like, to the Redskins? Yeah, with like hundreds of thousands of people that have signed it. So, Wow. Um, yeah, some people are trying to compromise with the Red Tails or something, but no. Go Redskins. The that's Red Tails, okay. That's how we all know them. Let's just, you know, stick with it. But um, yeah. I don't have much to say here. Hi, woo! <laughs> what, what, is, what do you say? For that was a good one. There's a how? How? Yeah, I mean, howl. Ryan wants him to be good so he can howl like that. Um, I don't think I'm sold on him. I don't know. What do you think about him? Did he have a good? Did he look good out there in his preseason game? I didn't really pay attention to them too much. Um, I saw a Dotson highlight. Um, and that was about it. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I didn't really pay too much close attention to that game. Uh, probably I should have, um, but I didn't hear much. Um, last I heard, you know, Sam doesn't have a stranglehold on the starting quarterback job. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in truth, they, they have a really tough schedule for quarterbacks this year. Uh, I mean, even going against the Eagles and the Cowboys, both top five defenses, um, it's going to be tough for him to succeed, which That's we don't think for. he's going to. Yeah. So um, I personally think I, I think we have a bet here uh, on the pod, uh, Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell, who's going to start more games for the for the Washington football team. Uh, and I think it's going to be Jacoby. I think Howell's going to make enough boneheaded mistakes uh, early on and kind of get benched and uh, have Jacoby come in and try to save someone of the season. But I'm sure towards, towards the end, they'll probably just sit him as well and put Howell back into more develop him. But uh, I really think that they're just planning on being really bad and drafting a better quarterback next year. Um, 
So that's where I'm at with the quarterbacks. I don't want either one of them on my fantasy team, although I am rooting for uh, Brisket, Jacoby Brisket, to uh, have a better season than Howell. But um, (laughs) how about about these running backs, man? Well, I want to talk about my side. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So uh, for me, it's Howell guaranteed all year at quarterback because I feel like they're just – not going to be good. I, I think at best they're going to be one in five in conference uh, or in their division. Um, I think Howell has an extremely long leash because it's like win or lose. We don't care. We would prefer you to lose. And we're just going to see what we get from you this year. And they're just going to live and die with Howell. Um, I mean, y- you kind of saw that with Heineke. He had a flash of success and they're just like s- probably played him obnoxiously longer than they should have uh, to see if he was legit at all. But I I think Howell is something that they view as a good pro as a good prospect, but like, let's see what we can. Let's give him this year to fail and see how he is as a quarterback. And if we're two and 15 and have a top two pick, well, then we get Drake may, or we get Caleb Williams if we have the one pick. So, you know, new, new ownership there. Typically what happens with new ownership is they come in and they want to get, you know, they, they want to make something happen. And when I say something, not necessarily like win right away, but they want to have, they want to bring the fan base something that they can be really excited about. And that would be Caleb Williams. Um, That would be Drake may. Uh, So I expect them to have a new quarterback, a new rookie quarterback coming into the, uh, you know, coming into next season, which is exciting, you know? Um, yeah. I think, I think the new ownership to, wants that, you know, of course. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. So that's who's going to put them in the best position to do that. I just think Howell, I mean, let him go out there and sling the ball and try to prove to you that he's a franchise quarterback and give him I mean, all season to do so. He was he was good in college. Like he realistically, I know I'm I'm projecting Brisket or, and uh, Jacoby to have a better season, but Howell was good in college. Played 3 years in North Carolina and threw for over 10,000 yards. Like like he was yeah, he was a good I, quarterback. He was a good you college know? quarterback. I just don't think it translates to the pros. Like he was, he was, he used to, he was a great college quarterback in that he was exciting and slung. He just would go out there and sling it. And I don't know. It's like to me, some of those throws you're just not making on an NFL defense, NFL speed. Uh, yeah, very true. Schemes. Very true. So he was out there, like, you know, playing like he was a uh, running around diving for first downs like yeah badass (laughs) and fun to watch in college but i don't know if that translates uh and then Uh, running backs i think brian brian rab oh go ahead sorry no i just wanted to mention eric Bieniemy. um you know the new offensive coordinator from the chiefs he's got something to prove he wants to be a head coach soon so he's he's you know this offense he's going to try to do something with this offense you know i just i know that caleb williams who's got a who's (laughs) compared to patrick mahomes maybe even better um with his arm talent yeah. so that that would be the play that i would be wanting to make if i was eric the enemy yeah but um with then i get to go to, on with, with him trying to prove that he's a head coach and uh that caliber of a play caller um i don't think it bodes well for him to have a completely shit storm of a first season as as the offensive coordinator outside of the kansas city although if they did end up getting a Drake May or um, a Caleb Williams, and then his next season is like, hey, look what look what I was able yeah. to do within a couple of years in Washington. So I could see it. I could see it happening that way. Definitely. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if he has one bad season because the ownership up top is the only one he has to worry about. And when they go sit you down in their office and say, don't win games this year so we can get a franchise quarterback. <laughs> and then he loses and games. It makes it a lot and, yeah, easier. No. No, you're right. You're right. So, you're right. Then they bring in their guy, and then he then that's when the the clock starts for him. So that's kind of how <laughs> I see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Brian Robinson sucks. Um, I don't expect Gavage. him to be their starting. Yeah, I don't think I don't expect him to be their starting quarterback this time next year. I don't think we're talking uh, about running, him. Running back. Running back. Uh, running, back. R- running back. Sorry. Um, 
I think Antonio Gibson is the better talent and you can get more creative with them. Like, yeah, you can give, you can give uh, Robinson 20 rushes a game and it'll get you 60 yards. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of uh, what you get there. 80 if yeah. you're lucky and hundred if you're dreaming. Um, so that's Brian Robinson to me. I mean, not exciting. Can't really get too creative with him like the enemy likes to do. So I think Gibson's the guy that has a better year this year. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm looking to target Gibson in almost every draft uh, at his price. Um, what we're projecting for his involvement in the offense. Uh, he's just a really good value at where he's being drafted. And I want a piece of him on every one of my fantasy teams if I can get him. Um, although the offensive line isn't good and uh, he's got a mediocre strength of schedule, I just think Antonio Gibson's going to have a good year. And someone to look out in Dynasty, uh, Chris Rodriguez, um, C-Rod. Hey! Uh, uh, Mike and I uh, watched some film on him, and this guy's exciting. Um, I could easily see him uh, surpassing Brian Robinson. He's just a, he, he looks like a better running back. So we'll see what happens there, but I just wanted to mention, keep a lookout for Chris Rodriguez. Yeah, I've been watching him at Kentucky for years and have always thought he's going to be a in an NFL backfield. He just makes it happen. Uh, great runner, yeah. has some great film. And you saw that this weekend um, in preseason. He balled out. And, uh, yeah, I expect him to be in that Redskins uh, backfield for a few, for years to come. So. Yeah, uh, learn the offense, get the enemy to fall in love with you, and then uh, you have a legitimate role, hopefully here later in the season, but certainly uh, in the future. So, yeah, no fantasy relevance right now, but Dynasty, put them on your roster, put them in your taxi squad, and just wait. And I promise you, he will be in a starting roster of yours at some point. He's in my taxi squad right now, Mike. You jelly? Yeah. Let's go. The cash um, cat. Right, let's, let's, he's the, he let's, is the new cash cat. <laughs> let's uh, let's transition Rodriguez to these wide receivers. This year's cash cat. <laughs> All right. How about wide receivers, Mike? Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Yahan Dotson. Um, Yahan. Yeah. Yeah. Yahan. Uh, Terry Yahan McLaurin. On every team. Yes. Yeah, at the value, um, the price tag that Dotson has versus the price tag that McLaurin has, um, they're going to have very, very similar seasons. Um, and, uh, Mike, I think you think Dotson will surpass McLaurin this year. Am I accurate in saying that? Yeah, do you think that McLaurin's going to be ahead of Dotson? Should we put it, should we put it on the board? <sighs> Another board bet? Oh! Um... What are we betting? Are we betting uh, receiving yards, uh, fantasy points? Are we betting? Fan what do we? What, what do you want to do? You want to do fantasy points? Fantasy points. Yes, sir. Yeah, put it on the board. Fuck it. Let's go. Hey. Yeah, um, I I think McLaurin like he's still a really good wide receiver, dude. He finished as wide receiver fourteen last year, one hundred and twenty targets, seventy seven receptions, over eleven hundred yards. Um, his third straight season with over one hundred and twenty targets. Um, you know, the the quarterback play last year was horrendous. Um, you know, I think yeah. uh, I saw somewhere he said uh, only twenty eight percent of his targets were deemed catchable, and he had a career high with those uh, terrible targets. So, I think if the quarterback position is able to be a little bit better, um, you know, it's not out of the range of uh, possibilities for him to have a better season than he had last year. Thirteen point four seven fantasy points per game. Played all seventeen games last year. Give me Terry McLaurin in that bet. Although I do, I do want to preface, I do like. Jahan Dotson, and he has Jahan, a better yeah. he has a he has a cheaper price tag in drafts. So yeah, Jahan. Um, so I probably shouldn't have made that a board bet. Uh, <laughs> looking back, I should have, I should have, I should have made that a bold prediction. Um, okay. As ya as Jahan Dotson is fifty and a half receptions to McLaurin's seventy two and a half. Um, Dotson does have. Seven hundred and a half 
um, receiving yards and four and a half touchdowns, whereas McLaurin has uh, 900 and a half and four and a half touchdowns. So he is projected, you know, 200 more, 200 more yards and 22 um, more catches. So, you know, definitely you have the upper hand here on this one, but um, yeah, uh, that's, it is what it is. I made a bold prediction and it turned into a board bet. Things are getting a little crazy here in the <laughs> NFC beast. We're getting a little excited. Let's get a little excited. It, but in reality, Mike, uh, I mean, I understand where you're coming from with that bold prediction and board bet. Like, dude, towards the end of the year, like Dotson looked like the wide receiver one on the team. Like he 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 had he uh, will be the last, soon. The last four four weeks of the season, he was he led the team in targets. He had four touchdowns over the last four games. Like he was trending in the right direction, although you know only played twelve games last year. Um, you know, and reports are coming out that he's building a pretty good connection with Sam Howell. So. Uh, they'll I don't be know, louder man. now. They'll be louder now. That's the NFC East for me. I don't need to talk anything else. Um, no, Curtis I mean, Samuel and Logan are just, no. Nope. I'm good. I, I like Curtis Samuel, honestly, as a receiver, but I'm not getting him in fantasy football. No, he's a good and, NFL receiver. But We yeah, gave the Redskins... We gave the Redskins as a two and fifteen team a lot of conversation there. I feel good about it. So. <laughs> well, Eagles, you know, we like we like those players, man. So it is what it is. Yeah. Eagles and Cowboys will be duking it out um all year. Give me three teams in this in this uh division going to the playoffs and the Redskins getting one of the top three picks in the NFL draft next year. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Um, well, thank you for joining us here on the NFC East divisional breakdown. And, uh, we got more coming, uh, be tuned for be stay tuned for a, a, a what I think is going to be the best divisional breakdown is the NFC North coming up soon. So that is going to be, a, hey, a fun one. but, uh, send hey, us out, Mike, what should everybody do? Buckle the fuck up.